decision. Yeah. I want to win championships. I want to win bowl games. And what else is better for to do than your city? The power of home represents something. The DMV, like you try to explain it to people that aren't from there, and it's hard to explain it. That thing we talk about, Maryland Pride, it's real. And today, we're going to play with Maryland Pride. He's going to go! Touchdown, Maryland! The Terrapins have one last shot at winning this game. Three seconds, two seconds, one second, throws it up. Money! And he got it! And the Terrapins win at the buzzer! Oh, Stevie Francis, showtime. Oh, man. What a play by Bias. Holy cow. Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. Maryland pulls off the upset. They have defeated number one, and the celebration is on. And the kids have done it. Maryland wins their first ever national championship. Holding up Indiana, 64 to 52, and let's listen and look at the celebration. Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. And others host college sports and recruiting podcasts. You're listening to IMS Radio at InsideMarylandSports.com. Your hosts, Jeff Ehrman, Paul Douglas, and Larry France. Hey guys, how you doing? Gentlemen, what's been good? good been a long time. It's been a month and two days since the last show. Such We've had a little it, bit of news. Yeah. A few things. Such few as things. In summertime where shows are sparse. On the positive ledger for once in a while, for the first time in a while, right? Yeah. Well, this is this has been years. this has been the best you know couple weeks maybe in in quite some time. I mean, just in terms of like pure positive news, especially on the basketball front, it feels like every summertime you know we get to the basketball recruiting and we're just like, you know, <laughs> apparently they're recruiting. We'll tell you more when we know. And yeah, they don't get him. There's a uh 6'10 kid in Spain. Yeah. No one else is recruiting. Yeah, there's yeah, but some didn't I know Turgeon gets gets clobbered and I'm not defending him per se. But his first eight-ish years, his recruiting was pretty good. Yeah. He had a first, fit, top 50 almost every year he had a top 50 player. Uh let's name him. Nick Faust was top 50. That was a that was a Gary recruit who he did who he, he did he kept in kept Trimble yep. Roddy Peters Shaq Clear um, uh, he was top tough, fifty man. but he oh, was yeah, top fifty city. he was that, uh, with his fault I mean you're in charge of scouting but still you can't say he didn't get highly everybody right. was recruiting Shaq Clear but he was just uh, just ended up you know not panning out it's no, nothing you do about that Diamond Stone. Jalen Smith, Aaron Wiggins. Am I missing anybody? Was Wiley top fifty? Kevin Herter. Did you say Herter? He wasn't top fifty though, right? He was. He was top seventy-five. Yeah, he, like, he was a big then, jumper at the end, yeah. or something like that. And think about all those yeah. guys who almost were: Layman, uh, yep. Eric Ayala, Cowan, Bruno, yeah. Herter, Dion Wiley. But, if he wasn't top fifty, he was very close. He did over and over and over. Like there was good recruiting for like seven or eight years with Turgeon. I know yeah. he gets bashed for good reason for some of the things he did, but that was 
a pretty good part of his tenure. Well, yeah, last, it was the first like six or seven years, and then after that, yeah, a few big hits mixed mixed in with a lot of them. You had Jalen Smith, but then that one year where they just scraped their way into the tournament and beat UConn, that roster was kind of rough. Last year's roster didn't have – What about you – know, There were more – well, we lost Jeff. He froze. Is he frozen? For the, and I'm trying to refer to Quan Smart specifically, but there were more of the Quan Smarts. Uh, you know, guy. I, I shouldn't say by name. There were more guys. Just things had just gotten stale, right? It just right. gotten stale in the program. You're, you're right. He does. People do not give him enough credit for how well he recruited for most of the time. But that, you know, at this, at this point, anything related to him is going to get a negative reaction. For most yeah. Yeah, I think that's right, and I I think uh, part of the issue with the end of Turgeon's uh, tenure here, recruiting-wise, uh, which was brought up uh, by a couple of very smart posters on the inside uh, MarylandSports.com message boards, um, is that Turgeon and staff always felt like they were in a better position for recruits than they actually were. You know, they would go after the Cam Whitmores of the world and some of these other guys that they felt they were really in a good spot with and then not make the top three or, you know, not really, you know, they're in there, but like, you know, were, no, nobody really thinks they have a chance, but they do. For a um, while, every time I called over there, not to say who I spoke with, but any time I talked to people, the, who's, who's they looking at? Uh, try Jonathan Kaminga. <laughs> try uh, yeah, right. number two pick or whatever he was. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Green for a minute. You know, there were, there, there were a lot of those kind yeah. of Powerball tickets. You're right about that, but. Uh, I think the whole aura of the program, like I said, it got so stagnant at the end that, and he and he wasn't putting in the same effort. And and honestly, people underrate this, but, but Dustin Clark was a really good recruiter. He got a lot of those kids. He got Cowan. Uh, he got Bruno. I mean, there was a relationship with Larry Brown on Bruno. Uh, he got he was the guy on Wiggins. So he got a lot of when when you lost him, he got some guys who didn't recruit as well. But anyways, on to current events. Yeah, right? well, and 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 let's 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 segue that back into Willard. I think a lot of us, who I mean, who were excited about the Willard hire, but maybe not uh, saw him as like a home run hire. I think the issue for me personally was I felt you know I'm convinced that Kevin Willard can coach basketball. Like I'm I'm convinced of that. I wasn't convinced he could recruit at a high enough level to be to take us to the elite level. So when you see him be able to come in put in the effort to get guys of this caliber, you know, when I'm convinced he can coach, you know, that just makes me feel a little bit better looking forward before we've actually seen basketballs and hoops, just thinking ahead, like, okay, if this guy's going to put in the work and is able to close on some of these guys who've got some real competition, like, sure. Jamie Kaiser, like we, we had some ins there, but still that's a hell of a recruit to close on when you've got high major competition and a kid that basically everybody's throwing offers at, um, that just makes me feel better looking to the future before we have actual results to start. to. But are you sure of that after he's gotten two commits now for that year, both good commits, the ratings are not as high as that list of players we just went over. Maybe they'll get there. I know Jeff, you've said they're going to get bumps, but as of right now, they're, both outside the top 100, are you convinced after one or two of those that that yes is the pattern? You don't know that yet. There's not enough of a sample size. So we hope. We hope yeah, it's, it. it's, it's good. It's, it's a good – it's obviously just a good sign, right? I'm yeah. convinced that if you, if you hire assist, uh, good local assistant coaches 
And you are, if you as the head coach are willing to put in the work and the time you can recruit any, just about anybody can recruit at Maryland. I feel like it's the type of program. If you put in the work and you've got the guys with the right connections, you can recruit successfully here. I don't think Turgeon, I think honestly, at the end, Turgeon just wasn't putting in the work. And I think that's what killed him. And I, in seeing that Willard is being able to go out there, put in the work and close on some guys it's a great sign. Am I convinced we should give him a 20-year extension? No, but it's just a good sign. You should be happy about it. Yes, very exciting. And I was thinking, we were talking about Turgeon's success. He had that run where it seemed like every year we were nervous about the upcoming season, and then late in spring, early summer, there was some magic pulled out of the, you know, pulled out of his hat at the last minute. The Trimble thing and a lot of late recruits. I can't even remember which ones came, but it seemed like four or five years in a row he was saved by some last-minute yeah. miracle. Bruno right? was like that too. Bruno, he was yeah, a there was a whole guy. bunch of those. Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn. Yeah, uh, I think Justin Jackson was one of those guys after he decommitted. We forgot him. He was UNLV. He decommitted in the spring and uh, they scooped him. Yeah, there were definitely yeah. There was a lot of like last-minute cramming, like like I used to cram for tests. The night, the night before, there was a lot of those. Yeah. But the thing is, like, this Kaiser, first of all, is not a sub-100. He's easily a top 50. 24-7 has him, like, number 73. The rankings haven't been updated in, in a while. What will he be? I think he'll be top 50 easily. I can't okay. imagine. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, and I think Jonathan Lamothe should probably be back in the top 100. He played – he was, like, in the 50s, and then he fell off outside the top 100. I think he should get back in the top 100, and then obviously it's all about how you finish class, which, you know, if you go to InsideMDSports.com right now, there's uh, some really good info on, on what could be next. So they've got, some, they've got some momentum going right now. And I guess we should – we sort of jumped it right into everything. We didn't really preface why we're so excited. I'm sure <laughs> most people watching know, but we're excited because Maryland got to commit yesterday – from Jamie Kaiser, and I keep <laughs> I keep misspelling his name. I almost did it on the YouTube on the stream. I keep spe spelling it like Jamie Lannister does. J A I M E. I keep doing that, but it's J A M I E. That's a high quality nerd reference. Right. Yeah, for you nerds out there, yeah. Jamie welcome, Kaiser. Typos. Welcome, typos. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Kaiser, six foot six, <laughs> small forward out of Burke, Virginia, who will be transferring to IMG Academy next year. He's currently ranked 101st in the country, but Jeff promises us that he will be in the top 50. I can probably find out what he's, where he's trending toward. Put it this way, he's, he's a kid. You consider the recruitment, how things took off. He's the guy that Maryland doesn't get probably 85% of the time the past you know 15 years. He gets remember, away. Remember when Jeff promised us the monster class of like, he did. Five top 50 recruits, and they got Jalen Smith and Aaron Wiggins, which he is great. He specifically promised us. But he us. promised us five of them, yep. like a fab five. Remember promise, that? To be honest, I don't recall any promises. <laughs> there were a lot of promises. Moses Brown. Well, Keldon Johnson. Hey. Keldon Johnson, man. That one's, I, I <laughs> still <laughs> cringe when I hear that name. <laughs> he committed, and then he wanted to do his announcement on ESPN, and he was going to set it up for later that week, like five days later. And then John Calipari swooped in and, and took him. That was a done deal. Mm. But, you know, it's hard to say those guys are the ones that got away because the one and dones, you know, if they're not around for more than a year, the odds that you maximize their talent are so slim unless you're 
Duke or even Kentucky. And Kentucky's not even doing that lately. No. Yeah, that was interesting. If you if you look at uh, Calipari, he seems to start be going after more of these top fifty kids and not necessarily the the for sure one and dones. Um, you know, it hasn't worked out great for him recently. So that that's a just an interesting side note. One more piece of oh, legi- just, I, just, I just literally got a text. A guy saying I forgot to tell you that I'll just say someone a coach really close to Kaiser says he's top twenty five in the country. Good, what that's worth. So. Okay, well, great. Good. The higher, the better. One, a couple more things before we, we really get in. We already jumped in, but Jamie Kaiser, the aforementioned Jamie Kaiser, will be our guest tonight. It'll be a little bit later. We had him scheduled for earlier. There was a little bit of a delay. It's going to be around 8, right, Jeff? Yeah, he has a workout, so he'll be with us at 8. So normally we'd have that interview in the middle of the show. That'll be the last part of the show this time, but... Save the best for last. You guys have that to look forward to. And Well, and there's just too much going on right now. You've got yeah. all the basketball recruiting hotness. You've got football camp starting. You've got yes. Kaiser coming up. I mean, it's... One thing we, summer, get, we got... In this business is so just barren and brutal. And it's all coming. Before we... Um, one yeah. more thing before we really get going. Everybody watching, please, please subscribe to our channel. We are trying desperately to build up our numbers. There's some benefits if we hit, hit a thousand. Yeah, desperately. <laughs> we haven't really done well, that. We're slaving at a day and night. Yeah, it's probably the wrong word. But please yeah, subscribe. Our, our to social our channel media games really. If on you're time. watching, or if you're listening later, please go to YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel. We would very much appreciate that. That helps us do our business. We already jumped into it. We talked about Jamie Kaiser, our guest later on in the show, about how he has committed to Maryland. Jonathan Lamoth, 6'4", shooting guard, also committed. That's a good start to the class. And let's let's say, too, I don't know if we've talked much about Lamoth, but, like, you know, he's been a bit of a Pied Piper here. He's friends with uh, with Kaiser. He's tight with uh, Deshaun uh, Harris-Smith, who's another uh, recruit that Maryland's really trying to – nailed down i mean he deserves some credit he's a good player he's a, he might be a top 100 kid but like he's the type of kid that you build a program around you get like three or four of those guys you can count on to be here for three or four years i mean i think i was just gonna say yep. daryl more so and i was gonna say when you need you know you're looking at i mean maryland could lose all five starters after this season so you're gonna have to do kind of a big rebuild um and and that's the type of kid you want on in there um you know, along with the higher ranked kids that might have a bit of a higher NBA future. So, Jeff, we know those two are going to be joining the team in 2023. Who else are we looking at? And then we even already got a comment in the chat room asking about power forward and center prospects because that doesn't seem to be as yeah. much going on there. So, no, there's definitely more mystery, more mystery in the front court. Uh, well, the obvious next target, it's not a secret, is Sean Harris Smith. He's a 6'4 guard from. Uh, place for team takeover. Uh, he, yeah, Paul the Sixth in Virginia. He is a really athletic guy, or excuse me, really physical guy, I should say. Averages like eight rebounds a game at guard in the EYBL, which is ridiculous. He's clearly their top guy. Like, even with Kaiser, you know, there's a little more hype about Kaiser, but Harris Smith is like just as high on their radar or just as high on their wish list. So that's he, nice. he dominated the peach jam. And that is you recruit Knicks will know that is a high level basketball tournament, in the AAU circuit. And he was, he it was him and a bunch of five stars on the, on the first team of the tournament. So he's, yeah. he's something else. 
he, he should be top 50, I would think. I think, honestly, rivals, horrible rankings are dragging the composite down. Uh, so I would look more at the 24-7 rankings, which have him, I think, around 54 right now. So they'd like to get him done soon. I, he's not going to drag it out forever. I think they'll decide this month, who knows when. Maryland and Villanova probably. Indiana had him on a visit, thought they were in good shape. We're not in good shape after all. Xavier, a couple others. Uh, Maryland's in pretty solid shape there. So if you get him and Kaiser, I mean, there's your future backcourt, and they'll be on the court together right away. You know, it's, we'll take your lumps that way, but it's also always pretty fun to watch, like, like Blake and Dixon, you know, young guys who come up and, and grow together as your backcourt. So that, and, and that's a big backcourt, too, if you get him. I mean, you'll have Kaiser at the three sometimes, too. He could also probably play a little four, but uh, they want him and then El Marco Jackson from New Jersey – Great athlete, uh, was a lacrosse player, now focusing on basketball solely. People kind of overlooked him early in the spring, and now everybody's catching wind. Uh, so there's a whole lot of schools on his list. He's going he's gonna to wait it out to the fall a little bit. So then the question is, you know, Harris Smith and El Marco Jackson, how do you juggle that? Is there any way you can get both? It could be obviously a grand slam, but I don't, you know, it's hard to do that. That's four guards. The guards want to have the ball, so. It's going to be hard to convince both of them, but I know they feel pretty good about him, too. Uh, front court's kind of the mystery. You know, they they like uh, this kid, Muhammad Diabate, uh, kind of a late riser. He, he's, him off. he's just got Ohio State. They seem like they might be a contender, and then they got another commit. So I'm told that he'll be visiting this month. Uh, he's from Putnam Science Academy in Connecticut, which is famous for what Eric Ayala came from. Then, and then the center is the big question. You know, obviously, you know, I wrote this yesterday. I think it was yesterday, a few days ago. The dream scenario is that you get Derek Queen, who's you know, obviously the five-star from Baltimore, maybe the number one center in the 2024 class, get him to reclassify to 2023, which I'm told is a real possibility that he could do that, and get him in there. Now, you can buy, if you get that class, that would be the monster. You know, that, that would be the new school. Say it. That's the class that we talked about. I'm not promising. <laughs> yeah, I promised. But speaking of monster, who else used that terminology? Oh my god, I saw so <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Kevin Willard, he said we're building a monster. Which Was that intentional? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It has he to be. He couldn't have known that term. I he said totally, that, he's not right? totally like, virgin with that, is he? No way. No, there's there's no way he was doing that. I mean, he like listening at the time to us. No, to there's there's no chance he was listening to our live show in like 20 16 or yeah, 15 could, or whatever that was. He couldn't have known it. But for those who don't weren't with us then, we had we did a live show in College Park. Mark Turgeon was our guest and thing Maryland was that was when the, he was at his early high point. Like they were ranked number it 2. It was right before the Stone class. Yeah. The Stone came in, right? That's yeah. right after they got him. So they were on top of the world. People were talking about a number 1 ranking, so he was he was feeling himself as anybody would be and uh he said, I'm, I'm going to build a monster at Maryland. And so yesterday, two days ago, Kevin Willard tweeted that he's building a monster. So I, so us and probably eight other people. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, recruiting, like, center spot is, you know, that's the dream scenario. Uh, you know, I don't know what it's – what the NIL situation is going to have to be and all that sort of thing. I mean, Derek Queen is a big-time, you know, elite recruit. Uh, and then otherwise, they, there's a Juco kid they really like, but there's not a lot of established – guys at center it's more been focused on the backcourt i feel like they do need a couple of transfers because 
they're losing so many upperclassmen after this year, and they're going to bring in these freshmen. They'd be really young if they don't get two or three either graduates. You know, the transfer portal. If you if you get a bunch of guards and you just need one big man in the portal as opposed to what it usually is this time of year where you need like nine guys, um, it'll be a lot easier. But yeah, you know, the focus is the guards right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you figure that if you have a situation where, you know, uh, potentially you get uh, – uh, why am I <laughs> completely forgetting who's on our basketball roster? Um, Juju. You get Juju Reese back, and then you've got, you know, hopefully one freshman coming in, and then you could go to the transfer portal for another big guy. That's probably enough most of the time. But, um, I mean, that's that's so far down the road it's – I mean, it's still only August. It's not really time to start freaking out about not having a lot of big men kind of on the list. But, um, you know, it is a concern. It's something that I'm sure the, that they are they are worrying about. Got some comments in the chat room. Labo listens to every podcast from Colorado. Welcome. And Olu Akinsuli. I don't know how to say his name. Not bad. Olu Akinsuli, however. <laughs> he wants to know about Dustin Clark. What's, what's the news? He like says, how "What's the construction business going?" Maybe because <laughs> you said Dustin Clark. He said, "What's the news on Clark?" Does he mean some other Clark? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a Clark. I can't think of a Clark. Maybe I'm yeah. forgetting. Is there a new vacation? Dustin's doing well. His business is doing well. Great guy. Can't say enough good things about him. That's. I don't have any basketball-related tidbits <laughs> on him. Yeah, right. they're. They're they're talking about how Diamond Stone didn't quite work out as well. I was just thinking when we were listing all those top fifty recruits, it's not Murderer's Row there. <laughs> a few doesn't of always work out, man. Like you said, Faust, Peter, Heel yeah. Clear. Like yep. those aren't even guys who just underachieved. Oh, little, like did not work out at all. Yeah. And wasn't one of the Mitchell brothers either or close to the top fifty, or? Yeah. I Ma- forget which Mackay one. was in that range. I don't one know if he was top One of them was close. 50. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. 50-something. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the top. He, he could have panned out to be a pretty good player, I think. You know, good enough to help you. But uh, there was just dynamics that didn't work out. Another comment in the chat asking about the alumni game. Did either of you guys watch that? I turned it on for a few minutes because there was a live stream, and I just, I was like, no. this is not. I, I I had a, I had a thing with my kid, but I I I got back around halftime and I was like, oh cool, there's a stream. I'll ch- I'll check it out. And I saw the score; they were down like thirty. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, there was that, <laughs> but then also like all the Maryland. It seemed like the Georgetown guys were still in much better shape than the Maryland guys for whatever reason. Yeah. It might just be a weird uh, random yeah. variance of who yeah. they happened to get. But they had Greg Monroe, who was a good <laughs> NBA player for a long time, like a legit double double kind of player. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, and the game itself was just, it looked like it was a pickup game. Yeah, the, well, they apparently it was. Melo said afterwards that they didn't practice together, which I was surprised. I mean, they were trying to make this, a, and a lot of people came out, so I think it's a success in their eyes, and that's awesome. But he said they didn't practice together at all. You would think they would have, because I know these guys got paid well. They got uh, 2500 bucks a piece to come in for this game. It wasn't like just come do it huh. just for fun. No, uh, bad. Right, because isn't this isn't this uh, isn't, isn't Travis isn't Travis Garrison and some other guys trying to make this like a thing? Wasn't this kind of like a? It's a few Mizzou guys. Yeah. Um, 
Jason Conley, remember he was the leading scorer in the country at VMI as a freshman yep. and then went to Mizzou. That was actually when I covered Missouri. I was out there covering them the year he came out there, coincidentally. Um, and uh, Kareem Rush, so they're behind it. Travis Garrison is the Maryland GM or whatever you want to call it. It's a cool concept, whether, it, you know, I think they're kind of trying to, they probably saw what happens in, in the basketball tournament in the summer, TBT, how people get into that. And they really get into the teams like the Syracuse team. And there's a, a Dayton team that people really rally around. So I think they probably are feeding off that a little bit with the idea. But So Olu Akinsuli complimented my pronunciation of his name. So I must have gotten it pretty close. Well done. And then so he, uh, someone else That's wants to know. <laughs> I'm good. You, you are confusing me with Josh. Yes. Yeah, Josh is Stern the one struggled. who. Yeah. Destroyed everything. I have often remarked about the spelling, how it doesn't match up with the pronunciation. That's a different thing. Oh, Rishow Pack. He, he said Rishow Pack. Rishow. Rishow, yeah. Rishow Pack. No, he thought he was like a friend. Like, yeah, I, I've got <laughs> the pronunciation I'm, I'm good with. Someone wants more info on El Marco. Is there anything more than what you added? No, Not he's really. got a long list. Uh, Michigan, I know he loved, loved slash loves Michigan. His uh, uncle played football there, played in the NFL. So he was a Michigan fan growing up, but I, I think they might be prioritizing somebody a little bit ahead of him. There's a whole long list. He hasn't cut it down yet, so there's really nothing of any nothing definitive you can say about him. What level lacrosse player was he? I mean, is I think he he's really good. He's is he guy. like like you get Tillman in on it and be like, you know, maybe kind of maybe uh... so hard to play two sports. Like people, yeah. people love talking about two sport athletes and then it never pans out. Yeah. We just had a story last week on Dante Trader saying I'm going to play. I doubt he's not going to end up playing. You know, they want them to focus, especially if you think you might make it to the NFL. I'm sure he was good. The kids, if you watch his video, uh, Marco, he's a, he's a really good athlete. Um, so. Well, and that's and that's the other thing too. He's he he's got the type of athletic profile that he's going to be. If he's as good as he looks, he's like a one-year rental, most likely, maybe two, uh, in college. Whereas, as I was saying, if you have to pick between waiting for him for Jackson or if you know, say, Harris Smith is ready to jump, I take Harris Smith every time because he. He's obviously got the body and the athleticism for it too, but he's more likely a two or three year guy. Big so local like, team takeover, so that's huge. People well, and takeover to, and Paul the Six. I mean, everybody that's, will make a huge deal out of that. And yeah, will get the younger kids looking at Maryland a little more. So he has that that Jackson doesn't have. Maybe if you think there's no way you get both, you just tell them first to commit. We're taking. I'm he's going to be like Keith Booth was for Baltimore under Gary, with Paul the Six and team takeover. He's going to be the. Wanted to break the spell. Well, well I don't. I don't. I, I just want to add. I I do have a little bit of an in uh, with a player parent for takeover, uh, and and I did sure. get some uh, some intel that uh, they are very open to Willard, um, and certainly giving him a fair shot in the way that maybe maybe they weren't with Turge towards the end. I'll just throw that in there. Yeah, they, I, they said they said all the right things about Turge and all the local Nike affiliated coaches and people, but. Uh, looking back, it feels like it was lip service. Yeah. And when you look at the results of getting zero of those kids, I think by definitions. Yeah. Yeah. So someone commented on your little Maryland 
wall painting, whatever you want to call that behind you. I think they called it a Chotsky. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, is that how you spell Chotsky? I've never, I don't know, that but before. that's what they Not spelled Chotsky. it phonetically. They said Chotsky. they were upset. It didn't have Frederick in it. So there you go, Jeff, get rid of the sign. Um, last thing on basketball. Fred, Fredneck when I was a kid, did you ever, did you call it Fredneck? Not really. I didn't really know of it. I didn't really think of it. Funny. Much. Cause we considered Frederick to be like the boonies back then. Yeah. Now that's anyway. Certainly Last was for me. thing for basketball before we do some cool football stuff. Uh, what are your what's your outlook for the upcoming year? We haven't really talked about it too much. We're getting close to this school year starting. What do you guys think? Yeah, people fired up about. I'm not seeing a lot of like. It's so weird. I feel like there's almost less football energy. You know, this is probably because of Turgeon or excuse me, Willard coming in and having more hope there. So mm-hmm. that energy is being moved from where it would be from football to this new hope in basketball. But you know, I think coming off the season and with all that they have coming back, there'd be a little more. I meant basketball first. Like what was your, that was going to be my last thing for basketball, but we can. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so- I mean, I would, I would say for basketball, I think, I think people are pretty measured. Um, I think everyone realizes that, you know, obviously re-recruiting, uh, Juju and, and Hakeem Hart and uh, Dante Scott, getting those guys to come back, being able to add the two transfer guards. I mean, you've got a pretty good starting five. I think the bench is a giant question mark. And, you know, Willard's new here, so we don't know how quickly these guys are going to take on his uh, his coaching ability, his the way that he works, um, the way that he practices, things like that. For me, I, I feel the same way as he did before. I expect a bubbly team if he makes the tournament. Um jazz hands um but i'd be pretty fine with just about anything between like 500 and attorney bid i i'm not expecting a ton i'd like to see differences in play style play you mean yeah like yeah like uh yeah i mean not 500 record i mean we've had one record under 500 in the past 25 years i'd rather not do that again um but you know, just a just a good solid squad. I I think it's more about how they play than maybe what the results are the first year. I like to see them be tougher. I'd like to see more effort. I'd like to see the better defense. And I just kind of you're curious to see how he runs things. Are you going to see the same Seton Hall, you know, first team to sixty scores, or is he going to try and run a little bit more? He's talked in other broadcasts about uh, potentially trying to look for more threes and spread the court. Um, we'll see whether that happens or not, or it's just a Turgeon, you know, Turgeon style, you know, run the first five games against nobodies and then, you know, first one to 60 for the rest of the season. But I mean, I, I think most most people are pretty are not aren't expecting the world the first year. And I think that's that's fair. I think so, you're really just hoping for to get in the tournament if you get to because there's there's not many preseason power rankings with a few that I've seen they have and, and they, admittedly they don't. It's hard to project Maryland this year, but they have them like 12th in the Big Ten. And that's, I think, because the lineup, the starting lineup, I think, will be really good. I mean, you look at, and I, th- I probably said this on the last show, but I think Jameer Young, Donald Carey, Hakeem Hart, Dante Scott, Julian Reese, that could be a really good starting lineup. The bench has nothing of any established value whatsoever, literally. Yep. Not one proven player. So that's where you really need, like, three guys to be solid Big Ten bench guys, which doesn't sound like much, but as we know from some previous years where the bench was lean, including last year, uh, that can kill you. 
But I like the starting lineup. But they, and I think the, the, the freshman kid they got from Canada, Salem, uh, Roger Swanton or Swanton Roger, he, uh, I think they like him. He's not going to be a star, but I think they think he can play some. Uh, at, you know, almost seven feet, so he can give you some minutes. And then the, the guard, Jahari Long, who they brought in from Seton Hall, they think he can play both guard spots and give you minutes. So there's some guys who have potentially can help you. Uh, obviously, Ike Cornish, we've talked about him being kind of the X factor forever. So it's not to- it's not like, you know, a bunch of bums, but you need, you need some things to go right. You need a guy like Martinez to take the next step, you know, things like that. Like if, if you, if it, you know, Zuba can, can give you 10 minutes a game, like it, it, you're going to need a lot of things to go right for this to be a, you know, 10 seed kind of season. Yeah. Next year is not even about the results. I think with most people, it's about seeing what his style is like, seeing how he coaches every single person I've talked to literally. And I'm not just trying to butter him up or whatever. Same thing. They say he's, such a cool guy. You can, he just seems like a normal guy who you meet and drink a beer with. Just very East Coast style, kind of obviously from New York. Um, just New York style. Uh, a little brash, but not, you know, not arrogant at all. I mean, every everybody who has met him personally that I've talked to has absolutely like, fell in love with the guy immediately. So my prediction is the fans are really going to like him. But, you know, once you start losing, it doesn't really matter, I guess. You know. Our guests later on will be Jamie Kaiser. We're looking at that around 8 p.m., so in about 20, 25 minutes here. Football season is fast approaching. We're less than three weeks away from week zero. So excited. Unbelievable. So excited. I have to share with you guys something I did Saturday. I, was, I, I woke up and I wanted college football so bad that I created my own season simulator all an Excel spreadsheet. I've got to share this with you guys. <laughs> you're you're going to love this. Look. Yeah, right. Look. NCAA 14, like fire so, it up on the PS3. Yeah, we play all the time. Can you, got, can you guys see this? My, aspect of it. Can you see my spreadsheet? Uh, it's small, but yes. Okay, so I expanded the Big Ten to 20 teams with the teams you'd expect. SEC as well. So it's just two team, two conferences, 20 each. 13 games, so you play everyone in your division, and then you play one other division for nine conference games, and then you play one team from each of the other. I made it 13 games. It was easier Ooh, for me that way. Six and seven. You got them at six and seven. No, no, no. I didn't. It simulates. Oh, watch. 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 Boom. Whole season simulated. This is all formulas. Like, if I unhide here, let me just show you something here real quick. There is all kinds of formulas oh, God. And, and data all throughout this. That is a lot of interface. Yeah. I am, dude, I am intimidated as a Look, mofo right now. This, this is the schedule. There's 20. This is week one. These first, there's 20 games because there's 40 teams. So 20 games per week. We, one through 13. Those are all the games. So here, Maryland lost to North Carolina, lost to Florida State, beat Ole Miss. Lost to Texas A&M, lost to Purdue. Bad season. Lost. That's a brutal-ass schedule, man. <laughs> well, because it's only Big Ten and SEC. Right, right, right. So it's like NFL now where – like new new Big Ten and new SEC. Yeah. Right? Like the, and then the, – Yeah. The, I dream, sim- the dream, ver- dream conferences, right? Right. I simulated the season 200 times, <laughs> and here were the results. Uh, Maryland actually won the whole thing twice. 
And <laughs> runner-up once. So they made the finals, three, made the championship game three times. Ohio State made the finals 86 times. They won the Big Ten 86 times. Champions of the entire thing, 54. They were number one. And there's all kinds of formulas that go into into the how the games are calculated and scored. It's based off of each team is weighted based off of the ESPN FPI for this year. Wow, so look at Minnesota. Look at Minnesota on the come up. Well, yeah, they made it to the Final Four. But look, that simulated DJ season. DJ Flex still sucks. Maryland went, see, Maryland went eight, five and eight overall, four and five in the division. Five and eight, five and four. Bama beat Penn State in the final. You know, I thought Fleck was like an empty calorie salesman wanna, kind of guy, and he's definitely a kid salesman. There's like a but he actually can coach a little like better than I thought. They there's a win. Yeah, Michigan winning game. Now he's he's not a terrible coach. He just annoys the utter crap out of me. Yeah, he's that guy you work oh. with that you cannot stand. Oh yeah. look, so here's one where Maryland made the tournament. Four and five was enough to be second in the division. Then the tie break goes to division where they're tied again, but and then it goes to overall where they beat out Indiana by one game. So here they made it, but then they lost to USC in the first round of the tournament. So, so in the home run scenario, they win seven games. No, no, they, like <laughs> no, we won the whole thing twice, man. Twice. So one point five percent of the time they made the championship game. Six and three. Oh, okay, they won it this time. Oh, made the final oh, four and then lost to Ohio State by two. Lorenzo See? Harrison had 200 yards in that game against Michigan State. That's yes. right. So this is what I did for Saturday because I was so missing college yeah. football so badly. I created Mary, my Mary? Yes. Was your wife gone this weekend? Was she in, in New York by any chance? Uh, no, she was here. We, were, oh, we okay. spent most of the weekend getting Andrew ready for Indiana. And we shipped oh, yeah. off boxes and all this kind of stuff. This was early. Like, I wake up early. And so in his spare time, time, he did this giant ass shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a psychopath. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yes. You're going to cry like a baby at moving day? Uh, Drive off the car and back at the dorm? Like it's next weekend. We fly Saturday. And then he's his move-in slot is 10 to 12, 10 a.m. to 12 on Sunday. And I am... I'm I'm feeling it. I am. That's tough. That's I'm tough. feeling it. I'm excited. I'm super excited. It's obviously a huge step, and he's going into a great program that was really dip- many thousands of people applied. They only took ten kids, so he's he's going into a great program. It's a top twenty program in the country, like I've said, and so I'm really excited for that. But also, yeah, bittersweet, bittersweet moment for sure. Also, really sad. Yes. Yeah. So yes, I am. Anyway. I thought you guys would enjoy this. Notre Dame beat Mississippi State. I just, hold on, hold on, stop. I, I just need to mention um, in our group text when Kaiser committed over the weekend, um, Larry said, okay, good. Suck it, Andrew. Because <laughs> yeah. he's oh, great. Yeah, because <laughs> I told him about it. He doesn't. Yeah, I was going to say the odds that he even knows who that is. He doesn't, no chance. Yeah. He doesn't really follow sports. I mean, he knows a little bit, but. He's going to Indiana, so I told him there's a kid who's down to Maryland, Indiana, just because I thought it'd be funny for us to kind of, and uh, and then you know, I told him that he went to Indiana. He didn't really care. But, yeah, but you did, yeah. and that's what's important. Yeah, and it'd been funny. He would have just been Andrew's like classmate, you know. <laughs> so if had he picked Indiana anyway, so I thought you guys would enjoy my my OCD 
obsessive. I enjoy it, but I'm frightened for you. Like, yeah. I'm concerned about you. The formulas in this are pretty crazy, by yeah, the way. Yeah, like, there's definitely other spreadsheets like this on his computer, except instead of teams, it's, like, real people's identities. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I do yeah. stuff with, with population projections. I really like that, like, ge- geography stuff. I have lots of sports stuff, geography stuff. And, by the way, this is my job. I, I do... People like people talk about Moneyball and baseball, and they're measuring basically, and and other sports as well. They're measuring the process of how do you win these sports. This is what I do, but I do it for like software development processes. I measure outcomes and make models, predictive models. This is what I do for my job. So, yeah. So yeah. Anyway. So uh, so football camp. How's yeah, that so, going? Hang on, hang on. I got more. <laughs> Oh, God, he's got more. Yeah. This is – people will like this. This is the PFF All-America teams, the top oh, four good. teams. Yeah. So I got a I got a subscription to PFF. So here are – here's the first team right there. There are no Maryland players in this, by the way. No way. There's Caleb Williams, who, yeah. who was – Maryland was second in his recruitment, right? Um, there's the second team. Third team and fourth team. And then I broke it down by team, by conference. And then also, this is new conference here. So this is if Texas and Oklahoma had already moved, USC, UCLA, and all the other teams, the other four teams moved the Big 12. Look at the gap after that. Here it's SEC is blowing everybody away. Big 10 is kind of close, but it just gets, the gaps get bigger and bigger. Anyway, this is the PFF All-America teams. I'm surprised um, Demas or Yellen Duncan didn't make it. No, neither made it. Or fourth team or something like that. Yeah, and the thing is, I thought I saw in there where they listed him as one of the top receivers, and but then they didn't put him on one of the teams. Well, there's so, the one site, uh, I meant to write about it, and something came up, but it had, I think it had Demas, Garrett, oh. and Jacob Copeland all in the top 20 of receivers. I think I remember looking at PFF. Yeah. I think they had him ranked 14th, and they have 12 receivers. So I think he just missed. He just missed. The last thing I want to do with you guys, I I found some season projections. I don't want you to look at that. I'm going to stop sharing for a minute. And I want you guys, we're going to go game by game, and I want you to give me your percent chance. Maryland wins each game. This will be our predictions for the season. And then after that, I'll pull it back up. I'll show you what ESPN says, Massey, team rankings, and the average overall. So, Paul, Buffalo. What's Maryland's percent chance to beat Buffalo this year? 95%. Jeff? 98%. Okay. At Charlotte, Paul. Oh man, that's that's that always that reminds me of those scary Frisian games back in the day where they'd always play at some mid-major school somewhere. I don't know. I'd say like seventy-five percent. Ooh. Okay, Jeff. I'm sorry. I was ch- texting Jamie Kaiser. What was that question again? <laughs> it's a humble okay. brag. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. If you got something, no, to go text. ahead. Go ahead. What, what game is it? At Charlotte. Ninety-eight percent again. Okay, SMU, Paul. That's another one that could be tougher than it looks. Uh, night game might sneak up on us a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go, I don't know, 
say 70%. Jeff, SMU. That one might be a little sneaky. 60, 64%. All right. At Michigan, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, you know, they're just such a bad matchup for us across the board. At uh, 20%. Jeff. I feel like Talia's probably going to give you Talia this year. If he's playing and healthy, he should give you twenty percent just about anywhere. This is Michigan? Yeah, at Michigan. Yeah, twelve uh, percent. Okay, Paul, Michigan State. Let's roll them off quick here. That's at home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Forty percent. Let's see if they can do that again. Okay, Jeff, Michigan State at home. Yeah, I mean, it's time for them to beat somebody like that. It's at home. That seems like their best chance for one of those. So I'll say uh, 60%. Okay, Purdue, Paul. At home? Yep. That's, that's, I feel fairly good about that. That's probably uh, you know, 65%. Okay, Jeff, Purdue at home? Five is what I was thinking, yeah. Okay, at Indiana, which we are going to be at, Jeff. At Indiana, Paul? Uh, they seem to have fallen off a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 60%. Jeff. Those games are always shootouts, 50-50, 50%. Okay, Northwestern home game, Paul? We're due to beat those Bamas. Uh, let's do 65%. Jeff? 70 Okay, at Wisconsin, Paul? <laughs> Another one that's just... I'll give him twenty percent for Talia alone. That's it. Jeff at Wisconsin, fifteen. Okay, we're getting close at Penn State, Paul. They always get up for him, or they get crushed. Uh, so I don't know, thirty percent. Okay, Jeff. Out of my head, man. I was thinking thirty-two. They're due to give them a game at least. Yeah, thirty also. Okay, Jeff. Sorry, Paul. Ohio State home game. Again, if they're ever going to beat a team like that, it's going to be this year. Uh, I'll give them another, I don't know, 35%. Ooh. That I'll was – go ahead. Funny. Ohio State has just been murdering them every year. Yeah. All right. Rutgers finale home game. Rutgers, Paul? 70%. Jeff? Even though they struggle sometimes. Yeah, that's probably – could be one of those. You're fighting for a bowl game or trying to finish strong. Uh, they, I'll say 80 80%. Okay. You guys will be surprised to know that I had the lowest percentage out of all of you. That that is surprising. Huh. It's quite surprising. Yeah, so let me just I can uh zoom this a little bit for you guys. I was six point two two, Jeff six point six two, Paul six point four five, ESPN exactly six and a half, Massey five point nine one, team rankings five ninety. Here's the overall average. This is the average minus us three. Yeah, so we're all in the same ballpark. I, I mean, I'm, I'm probably being too bullish about Ohio State just because they're a monster. But everything else looks about right. I mean, Michigan State, you kind of wonder whether whether Tucker was just a, a one-year thing there um, with the new guy coming in. Um, other than that, I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel the only difference I think is with, with those games that look like automatic losses. I'm just giving them a little bit more of a chance because we have a Heisman level quarterback and maybe they don't. 
basically That's it comes down it comes down to three things. Win the first three, you gotta start three and oh. You gotta win maybe all but one of the fifty fifty games and then sneak an upset in. That's the formula right there to get to eight or nine. Which again is the millionth illustration of how freaking hard it is in the Big Ten East. Yeah. Yeah, it's, all right. it's incredible. I am saving this. These are our predictions. I'll update it as we go. We'll see how everybody does. I, oh, I put, okay, so ESPN has them as the 38th team in the country, Massey 43, team ranking 58. What's your perception? I, I said they're 35th best team in the country just out of the time. I didn't rank everything. I just said that's about where I think they are with the team they have this year. It, 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 does the defense come together? I, I think for me is I, I think we're going to score points. I just I don't know whether the defense can do it and and whether they can get a running back to really step up. I think that was a bit of a problem last year. Um, you like the guys in the room, just somebody's actually got to take the job and run with it. Um, but yeah, the defense is the question. It always is. I think the line play is good enough now to compete in the Big Ten in a way that maybe it couldn't a couple of years ago. But you got to see it. Okay. Defense. Offense. No, 35th, 40th. Sounds about right. Jeff, what's your perception? What is their national ranking overall? Yeah, I think that's right in that range. 35th ish. Okay. Offense will be good. I have zero doubt about that. They're going to put up points. But as always, defense is the question. Team rankings the worst at 58. But ESPN, FBI is Maryland at 38. So that's pretty good. And they have a pretty. Six and a half, not bad from ESPN FPI there. Got to win those first three games or none of it matters. I mean, that's – I mean, we say the same thing every year. I mean, it's it's pretty much what it comes down to. I mean, November isn't quite as bad this year as it's been in the past, but – They need to join the ACC. <laughs> there won't be an ACC in a few years the way things are going. All right. You end up in the ACC, you're going to be in Division Two. Reminder to everyone watching that our guest, Jamie Kaiser, will be on in about five, ten minutes here. And I missed a ton of comments. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Sorry, guys. We were lying the whole time. Jamie Kaiser isn't coming on the show. We're just, <laughs> we just wanted to get viewers. That's our bad. You know, look, got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> okay, so a lot of people are making fun of my season simulator spreadsheet. <laughs> As well they should. It's crazy. It's fun, man. It's crazy. You can simulate it's, the entire season with one click of a button. The the amount of work that took is like intimidating to me. Hey, everybody has some sort of small sliver of like sociopathic personality to them. If Larry's goes into something as like innocuous as football spreadsheets, that you know that's probably a win, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a kink shamer or anything, but I mean, <laughs> just just a big concern for my boy. No, that's kink, all. The kink is those chairs behind him. That's where the kink goes down. Yeah, well, obviously. A lot of comments on the season schedule. Some uh, Somebody said they have SMU as a loss, which is possible. They have a good quarterback coming back and a good transfer class coming in. Harbaugh's there, so they're saying Michigan's a shot. A lot of comments about Michigan State. They, a couple people think we're going to think Maryland's going to beat Michigan State. And Olu, our buddy Olu, thinks they're going to beat Ohio State. Massey had had a higher percentage than I did. I thought that was interesting. It was well, like yeah. 30, 31 or 32 percent, I thought. That's significantly higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably bold, but yeah. I don't know. If the weird things happen, and 
you know, we had that game a couple years ago, which which you know, still sticks in the mind, even though we did lose in the end. Someone said SMU also lost to the players. I'm not an expert on SMU, so maybe. And Maryland's a favorite, clearly. I had him as... We, we, did, we did not do a deep scouting report yeah, on I, SMU football. I had football. Maryland 75% <laughs> to win the game, so it's not... We right. have not written that preview yeah. article yet, so I don't know. So, yeah. so Olu is our best, our best buddy now. He's encouraging everyone in the room to like the video, which is happening. And also, please subscribe. I'll ask everybody one more time. Please subscribe to our channel. We like that. We yeah. have... We have Paul's favorite segment of the show. Our boy Wheels, Tony Christ. Wheeler, sent us a. Non-rev. Are there even other non-revs happening right now? I have. I didn't even listen to it. So <laughs> normally, normally I like trim it. So like if there's like a second or two at each end, I cut those down so it's real tight. I did not even listen. We'll just see what Wheels said. Here we go. That was not porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Wheels with your InsideMarylandSports.com non-revenue report. There's not a lot going on in the non-revenue world in the fall. <laughs> the two big sports playing this fall. It's summer. Soccer both There's nothing happening. Off soon. Preseason 20th ranked men's team coming off of a really bad loss in the NCAA tournament last year against Long Island University. Looking to build back up to the top in case of the rankings. About to have. They have a Paul talked over Tabo. Commonwealth Sorry. on August 12th. They begin their season against number nine, New Hampshire, on August 25th. On the women's side, the yeah, women's got a good class coming coach, in. Megan Nemzer, they have their exhibition game on August 12th versus Towson. They open their regular season at Temple on August 18th. The Terps went winless in Big Ten play last year, so there's only one way to go, and that's up. <laughs> the only other non-rev report update is cross-country, the women's cross-country team. Opens its season on September 1st up in Baltimore at the Goucher Invitational. And that's a wrap for your non-rev report. Take care, everyone. All right. Can, can I have a, just a, a quick point of order? Yeah. Um, we have a cross-country team? <laughs> Apparently. Is that real? Yeah, that's what he said. Well, he's our non-revs reporter, so I, I don't think assume. that's real. It's what he said. I believe him. I believe him. All right. Well, see, so you learn new things every day on this podcast. This is this is good stuff. You use that to get Nicholas Harbor, right? Tell him to switch cross country, go to Maryland. Yes, yeah, that'll work. I mean, hey, you know, run you run a hundred meters, you can run you know five k, no big deal, right? Olu Olu needs to become our new marketing guy. Oh yeah, Olu, send us a message, man. He's like he's like urging everyone in there to like it and follow up. I, I like Olu. He's His eye is on the prize, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, so SMU, SMU brought in a five-star running back transfer, said William Ginsburg. So I remember they had some really good transfer class, so maybe I was just thinking of that. And they have a good quarterback, Mordecai. Mike Mordecai is his name? Tanner, Tanner Mordecai. Tanner Mordecai, yeah. yeah. Mike Was Mike Mordecai a baseball player? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tanner Mordecai. So yeah, they're they're not going to be an easy out for a non-rev. I would say they're not quite as threatening as maybe West Virginia was last year as a power at a power five level, but close to that, right? Similar like, level, yeah. Something they're, similar to that. Yeah, um, they're. I mean, that, that's a team. It's a team you should beat at home, but they're they're going to be good. They're not. A, yeah. They're not certainly not your average you know pushover type. It's SMU. It's like a rich people's school. You know, they've got plenty. The money counts. You know, there's a lot of investment in the program there. I'm sure. Yeah, they've, they've had they've been very famous for their investment in their football yeah. players over the over the decades. Jamie's entering the room. I'm going to admit Jamie Kaiser. 
into the room right now. Here we go. It says Jamie Senior. We'll see if it's Dad or maybe he's using Dad. We'll take account. both. Yeah. That's all right. There he is. You hear me? Yeah, we can. How you doing, Jamie? Good. You? Good. Very good. Now that you're here, very happy to have you on the show with us tonight. Thanks you. Thank you for giving us some of your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So real easy, right off the bat. Everyone watching pretty much knows now that you committed to Maryland yesterday. Start off with an easy one. Why Maryland? Oh, uh, well, I have been a big Maryland fan since I was young. Not a lot of people know that. I used to go to the games, you know, uh, when Terrell Stoglin was there, Des Wells. So I used to get pumped to go to those games, especially when they are in the ACC. The crowd was jumping, and I was just a little kid, and that was a crazy atmosphere. And I took my official visit, um, and I loved it. And uh, I only went for one day because I had been there so many times. You know, Coach Loxley had been recruiting me for about a year to go play football there. And when I made my decision uh, to play basketball, he was like, man, like, it's all it's all good. It's all love over here. You know what it is. And then when Maryland offered uh, on the basketball side, it was the same type of energy. And I took an unofficial last Thursday uh, to really have, like, the heart-to-heart -heart with Willard and ask him what his thoughts were after watching some film. And that's when I that's when I committed because uh, he said he was going to give me a large role right away. And that's, that's all I wanted from a – a school like that. So what was the biggest takeaway when you did that final meeting? I think you probably had a feeling you were going to commit if all went well. What sealed the deal? How did he say, you mentioned how he's going to use you. What did he say specifically about how you'll be used there? I mean, he said as a guy that was going to come off, you know, screens and not be just a shooter, but someone that was going to be able to create because, you know, a lot of these schools pin me down as a, oh, he's just a three and D guy. You know I mean? He'll get a stop here and there. He'll hit a three. But Coach Willer is real into, you know, player development. And that's what got me to where I am right now because I used to just be a shooter. And, you know, I've expanded my game. And I thought I can only expand my game if I go there. And he was like, uh, with the work you've been putting in, he said, I think you can be more of a creative player, especially in this offense. And um, and that's, that's really all I wanted was, you know, a little bit of freedom. Uh, you know, it, it's never going to be handed to you. i got to go earn it. But I feel like this is the place where I can be comfortable at, you know, working on my game and uh, being free. Jamie, first of all, congratulations. Um, this has been a wild process for you, right? I mean, you, oh, you yeah. went from being a, being a potential football recruit at a, at a high level to, you know, going from a, a basketball recruit to now is getting, what, 30, 40 offers in the end after you blew up like that. What was that process like? Did you enjoy the attention or were you kind of just like, all right, I just want to focus on the couple places maybe I want to look at and just get it done and move on to senior year? Yeah, I mean, I could lie to you and say that it was overwhelming, but I loved it. It was awesome <laughs> because I remember there was a point where it was between pretty much George Mason and George Washington, and I was all right with that, you know, building those relationships. And um, so I was I was ecstatic, especially after that first tournament in Indiana. I had a feeling that things were going to uh, take off just because I did so well and we were winning, and I was like, I know what happens when teams start winning. Um you know, everyone eats. So I was like, if we do the same thing in South Carolina, maybe things will take off. And we went down to uh, Spartansburg, South Carolina for that second three SSB uh, session. And I played even better. I was like, you know what, if I stay steady like this, I think things will blow up. And, and it did after then. And I was like, you know what, from here, I just got to prove why I got here. So, yeah. Speaking with Jamie Kaiser, 6'6", small forward, who will be transferring to IMG Academy this year and recent Maryland commit. Jamie, 
something I'm always curious about, curious about when during this process, the fan bases get heavily involved. They're commenting on your posts, on your social media, all that kind of stuff. How much of that do you pay attention to? Does it possibly sway you at all even? Do you just ignore it? Is it fun? Like, what is that? How much does that play into the Talking whole process Indiana, for you? This is, this is an Indiana question, right? <laughs> it's every, everybody, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. You, I mean, it's right in front of your face. So anyone who says yeah. it don't see it is lying. So right. it was right there. You know, you, you take a peek at it here and there. But they aren't the coaches and they aren't on the staff and they're not part of the program. So I don't really pay a mind uh, unless they're putting me in the game. So that's how I kind of look at it. Fair enough. Are you one of these guys who comes in and, and tries to recruit other guys to join you? Your commitment obviously gives Maryland a lot of local credibility. I know you're friends with some of these guys, Deshaun Harris-Smith. Are you are you actively working on guys? Come join me. Oh, that, that, yeah. Um, I want Deshaun Harris-Smith and Deshaun Harris-Smith. Like, it's, it's – <laughs> it, I, I played with him seventh, eighth grade. I played with him in one of the better uh, middle school leagues in the country in the PYBL. And we won that whole thing. And he's just a dog. He's a great guy to play with, a great teammate. I feel like we're kind of similar in the way that we compete, like that extra, like, dog kind of mentality. And I think we complement each other well with John. And, you know, John was recruiting me when uh, when he got offered. You know, I thought he had a feeling that he was going to go there. And when he committed, he was like, you're next. And when I took that official, that first one, they were the whole staff was like, you're the pretty much the big domino if you fall it's going to, it's going to all come from there. And I was like, you know what, let me commit before the school year starts. So if these guys want to, you know, take their officials in the fall that don't know that I'll be there with John and hopefully that works and we get to Sean. Any bigs that you got your eye on? Any big men? Well, I don't know Derek Queen personally, but I've been talking to John about, it. you know, John played with him um, in high school, uh, St. Francis, uh, his freshman year. So, I don't really know that many bigs to be honest personally, but I've been talking to John about him and, you know, I feel like we even even if we just get that three-headed snake on the backcourt, I feel like we, we can make some noise. So we'll go ahead and say that you promised us uh, Harris Smith right now. That's that's what we can do here. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I think Derek Queen's coming too. Best oh, team. yeah, Derek Queen's coming too. Okay, we'll write that down. We, we appreciate that. Um, I was going to say, Jamie, it's as a Maryland fan who's been doing this for a while, I can think of a couple other small forwards who Maryland was able to identify and kind of hold on to and get to commit after they blew up, the others being Aaron Wiggins and Kevin Herter, which is not bad company um, mm-hmm. given their current NBA careers. But I'm curious, uh, when you talk to coaches and then when you kind of you know go over your own game, you've blown up so much, but what are the things that you go into the laboratory tonight, like when you're working out? What are you working on to get better? What are the things you feel like you need to do to take that next level? Well, I definitely try to push myself as much as possible at my weaknesses. So, you know, that's definitely my ball handling. You know, that's picked up a lot. It was being even more consistent of a shooter from range. And I feel like I've proven that. But now it's really that mastering that mid-range area, especially at my size. You take advantage of the mismatches, maybe a fade here, you know, one dribble pull up, try to make the game as simple as possible for myself and just master that along with working on the other stuff that's a little more complex. And I feel like I'll get better. And, you know, it's funny because uh, on my unofficial, I ran into Aaron Wiggins and he was giving me some great advice. You know, he was working out with the guys and he's like, you know, however hard you think you're working, you got to double that. And the NBA, if you're in there, you're not there for long. So you got to bring that type of energy like he has to stay in there. So, Jamie, at Maryland, there's obviously an entirely new regime has come in. Coach Willard 
entirely new coaching staff, assistant coaches to go along with him. What's the perception amongst the DMV players in the region about this new coaching staff? Well, the, I mean, the people that I know, they say they're excited because, you know, it's something new. Turgeon was there for you know, a while. Wasn't really getting the, the cream of the crop in the area. Um, but with Willard here, you know, I know what he did at Seton Hall. He protected those kids uh, that lived up there. And, you know, I did my own research. And then when I came and talked to him face-to-face, -face, he was like, you know, I pretty much – you have to be successful or else it makes me look bad. And I was like, you know, that makes sense. So – I feel like the other kids, I feel like they're going to realize soon. I, I don't know if they understand yet, you know, because it's just getting started. But hopefully, you know, when this when my class gets in there and we start get the ball rolling, that they'll understand a little bit better. But you can't really understand unless it's proven. So, yeah. I know you were a really dynamic quarterback. What are the – Talia's going to be gone in a year. What are the odds you can just go to Willard and say, let me, let me chuck it around a little bit? Nah, nah. I like uh, – I like Billy Edwards there next year, the year after. So, that's a good call. All right. Yeah. We might need you to jump out of the crowd though, if there's like an injury situation. We don't have a lot, lot of, don't have a deep bench in the quarterback room right now. Well, Billy's a, he went to, he's Burke also. Oh yeah, I know Billy since I was like six years old. Went to and Maryland's got a Burke Virginia pipeline all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, uh, Jamie, I'm curious. Uh, being a Maryland fan, I, I wonder if you have a Maryland player that you used to watch that you see a little bit of yourself in, um, or somebody that maybe you 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 kind of build your game after a little bit. Uh, you know, you've been around the program and a fan for so long. I, I'm I'm just curious. Well, not really, you know, a specific player, but you know, I just used to watch the be the better players that were on the court. Uh, so it was Stoglin when I was real young, and then it became a little bit of Des Wells. You know, I just used to get excited at the good things they would do. And then I was there the one year that Herder was there, or however, however long he was there, and I was able to watch him. I was like, damn, you, you know, these guys are pretty good. Uh, you steal a couple things from their game, and yeah. You got that kind of Herder stroke? We won't get 40% from three from you? Hopefully. <laughs> I bet on it. Jamie, we play a game called fill in the blank. I ask you five rapid fire questions. Say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. Paul kind of touched on this, but not exactly. Your favorite basketball player of all time is Michael Jordan. You are currently listed at six six. The max height you will reach will be six six. You get it done. <laughs> okay. I saw no. What was that, Jeff? That he's honest about it. Most guys. Yeah. Uh, six eight man six i'm already six eight i saw nothing but basketball posts on your twitter and i know you did the football thing too but besides sports the favorite hobby is fishing fishing nice your favorite tv show to binge watch is ted lasso okay nice, nice. like that and you already basically promised us that Deshaun Harris Smith would be committing to Maryland. So and Derek Queen. I, I was going to ask you the next player. Oh. We know it's him. So I'll change it slightly and say the date that Deshaun Harris Smith commits to Maryland will be. Before Labor Day. I don't know what date. Okay. I'm sorry for getting any trouble, man. But we <laughs> yeah. we, we got to take advantage when we got you live. Right, right. right. <laughs> And, Jamie, we ask one more thing if everybody comes on the show. Could you do us a favor and say, this is Jamie Kaiser, and you're listening to IMS Radio. This is Jamie Kaiser, and you're listening to IMS Radio. Thank you, Jamie, so much for joining us. Thank Congratulations, you. man. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate you guys. Right, so looking forward to seeing you All next right. year. Thank you. Great personality. Yeah.
great kid. That was that was one of we've done a lot of interviews. Uh, that was that was probably one of the better ones uh, for recruits, especially. Him, yeah. Keep calling him an old soul, and you can see it there. You know, yeah, He's mature. Yeah, and while we have over a hundred people live, please subscribe to our channel. That's all I'm just gonna say. I'll say it one more time, please. Liking the video is nice. Subscribing to the channel is nicer. Yes, please subscribe to the get channel. Get that subscribe button and comment down below. <laughs> get get Larry. Get Paul and Larry paid. When my son was little, he was like really into YouTube at like eight years old, and he was making his own videos. So I would just hear like, "What's now?" Here and comment down below. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do like Ted Lasso's good show. Excellent show. Yeah. No, that was great. I, I, I just can't even imagine like being in his position, you know, having kind of low mid-major basketball offers, thinking about maybe going to football, and then all of a sudden you just hit the lottery, explode. I mean, it's it's yeah. crazy. And you watch his film; it's not a surprise. I mean, he moves great. He's physical. He's got a great touch from three. He does a lot of good mid-range kind of old man game too. Like you can you can, you can see, see it. You can see the football player when he goes to the basket. Yeah, they in the chat room. A couple of people clear, uh, compared him to Clay Thompson. That would be that'd be all that'd right. Be, that'd be really good. Yeah, you could end up with that as player at Maryland. He would be at Maryland for what two years max if that were the case. But He's still, certainly like the idea of, of that that three headed yeah. monster guard class because all those guys are six four, six five, six six, and can yeah. defend and are physical. Just you know, you want to start the Willard era off with a bang. That's one way to do it. All right. To finish the show, I have over, under for you guys. Six. I'll give you guys three each. Here we go. Jeff, the likelihood that Deshaun Harris-Smith commits to Maryland over, under 67%. Over. Ooh. That's good. But Well, uh, to be fair, Jeff put in a, a – Crystal ball rating is seven, right? So that would be seventy percent. Is it over under seventy percent, Jeff? I'd say over. Honestly, I'll be surprised if they don't get them. Ooh, that's There's a your... little more confidence man. than we've heard. Jeff, that's go ahead. Breaking news! Breaking news for free tonight. That's man. pretty good. Breaking news because I'm not saying it's a done deal. <laughs> right, right. Fair enough. I don't fair enough. Have anybody saying done, done? But I think, <laughs> I think hey, they're. Hey, Indiana message board. He did not say it's a done deal. <laughs> I think they've given up. Uh, they love you there. Yeah. Chances. Well, certainly the way Kaiser talks about it, I you feel like they're probably in in a pretty good spot. Yeah. All right, Paul. Number of four star players Loxley will get in the twenty twenty three class over under zero point five. <laughs> it's Loxley. He'll get somebody, man. He always does. <laughs> he hasn't yet. It doesn't matter. He always does. Just. I know people are are concerned, and I get it. But I, I, people want to doubt that guy as a recruiter. You go ahead and do that. I'm not. They need the season to start and to like score sixty a game, and they need their NIL program to launch, which will happen. Those two things happen. He'll he'll add some juice. To the okay. Class. Nice. Okay. Jeff, highest ranking Maryland will achieve during Willard's tenure over under fifth. Yeah, it's impossible. I'll say over. Let's be optimistic about it. Maryland's long overdue to get into that elite round. Turgeon did it. Yeah, so I'll say over as in better than five. Right. Yeah, did yeah. Jeff Goodman say that uh, Willard would get to a Final Four in his first five years? Did he I don't say? know if he's as 
is big on that's well, bullish. He's big, yeah. yeah, he's a big Turge fan. Yeah, he loves him some Turgeon. All right, we, we parsed it out by game, Paul, but here we go. You're going on the record. Number of wins for this year's football team over under 6.5. Oh, man, my, my I think my, my percentage is just like right on 6.5. I know, like yeah. 6.4 or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be optimistic. <laughs> optimistic and say seven with a senior potential Heisman-level quarterback, but that's Big Ten, so what are you going to do? Seven. Yeah. Yes, over. Okay, Jeff. Number of days you had the Jamie Kaiser commitment article written before the actual commitment day over under 14. <laughs> no, way under. Less than that. <laughs> procrastinator. Um, I wrote it, I think, the day he visited, that unofficial visit he referred to last uh, Thursday. I mean, I knew all along there was a really good chance. There were- yeah, you told us two weeks ago it was done. There were a couple bumpy, like a little bit of. The only bumpy moment came when his dad said. He might expand his recruitment into the fall and take more visits. Yep. That was the only other than that I I felt like it was gonna be Maryland all but no, I wrote it three or four days, three days in advance. Yeah, the Indiana staff must have gone all in on just trying to get him to hold off. I I think that's what happened and and luckily that didn't didn't work out for them. See, Jeff says one thing publicly on the board and in our private chat for MS radio, he says this is what's really going on. But you can't say this. You can say that. Right. Kind of. It's like when he told us Derek Queen's committing next month. Like Paul, we can't. Paul, oh Paul. shit! Oh damn it, died. Oh my bad, Jeff. Sorry, man. Oh, like a spy. Spy. Yeah, yeah I got it. I just I talk too much. I, I wrote about Queen. On, I mean, Queen could happen. We'll see. They got a shot. Right. They got a better shot than I thought they would. Paul, last one. Number of days left until left until your first tailgate of the college football season. Over under twenty six. I don't know, but you know. It's a push. It's exactly 26. (laughs) Yes. I did this last show, too. I'm just so excited for the season. I'm very excited for that. I'm not excited about the noon start for the first week, but we'll get over that. we got to figure out the live show date. Yeah, yeah. we we don't have a lot of super super times. Not many appealing options. Yeah, not yet. But Don't really want to do it after a game, either. No. No, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. We'll figure something out. So. All right, good show, fellas. Awesome to have Jamie Kaiser Jr. Spelled J A M I E, not like Jamie Lannister. Not Jaime. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Good to have him on the show, and great to have him committed to Maryland basketball. Yeah, and unfortunately for you guys, we're gonna have to have more shows because we got all this news happening. So uh, I imagine we'll do one between week zero and week one, and then it's season time, right? I'll say if we maybe maybe we get a little little luck from uh, Harris Smith, maybe we'll we'll pop on here in the next couple weeks, but we'll see. All right, thank you everybody for joining. Lots of people today. Thanks to everybody participating in the chat room. We'll see you guys next time. This is IMS Radio.